0: Good morning, everybody. We're glad to have you here with us today at Maple Park Church. I know that many of you today are worshiping in your homes. Uh, Some of you are in the sanctuary. Others may be listening through our dial in church. We're so glad to have you here today. And today we we turn our hearts towards the Lord. Uh, We know that he is the one who has provided all that is necessary for us to live in relationship with him. We have Jesus. You have Jesus. And because you have Jesus, you have all that you need. So let's pray to the Lord and let's give thanks to the Lord for his goodness to us. Lord, as we come before your word today, we're thankful. We're thankful because you've given us your word. And Lord, not only have you given us your word, but you meet us where we're at today. So I pray that through this message you would speak to our hearts and to our minds. Give us open hearts. Give us open minds to receive from you. And then I pray that you would fill our hearts with thankfulness towards you. Lord, I know that many listening to this message today probably have Thanksgiving plans uh, disrupted. Maybe they won't be seeing loved ones that they had hoped to see. But Lord, even though all these things are happening to us, I thank you that we can still be a people that are filled with Thanksgiving because we have you because of all the things you provided for us. So help us to listen today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we're living in difficult times. It's, it's obvious to uh, all of you who've been watching the news or have been reading the news that we're in the middle of the pandemic again. Once again, our hospitals are filling up. People are out of work. Some people are fearful on top of all these difficulties we're also approaching the thanksgiving holiday and so some people might be thinking what do we have to be thankful for do we have anything for which we can give thanks for this year thanksgiving 2020 as those who trust in jesus you know we're not immune to the to the uh to the various effects of of this fallen world lockdown we're we're frustrated because we're stuck at home under restrictions We're experiencing this same frustration uh, in our own home as we had to change our holiday plans and one of our kids uh, has the sniffles, we don't know what it is, test results as of now haven't returned. So it's frustrating, it's frustrating. But today I want you to know that we can be filled with thanksgiving because we have Jesus. And if you have Jesus, you have every reason in the world to be filled uh, with thanksgiving today. The sermon text today is from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. And in this passage, we learn about giving thanks to God, about the importance of giving thanks to him. And as we approach the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, I I imagine it'll look different uh, for many of you. Um, Some of you might be even missing loved ones at the table uh, this Thanksgiving, because you've lost a loved one maybe over the course of the past 12 months. So, first of all, we need to understand this Thanksgiving that we don't need every family tradition or large gatherings to be thankful. All you need to be thankful is Jesus. And I'll say it again, all you need to be thankful is Jesus. And those who trust in Jesus for his salvation, they have Jesus with them always. If every earthly thing has been taken from you, Even if your life is wrenched away from you, you can be filled with thanksgiving because you have Jesus. And I love love Martin Luther's hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Uh, The last stanza of this enduring hymn reminds us of this reality. I want you to listen to this, what Luther wrote in the final stanza of this hymn. He says, God's word forever shall abide. No thanks to the foes who fear it. For God Himself fights by our side with weapons of the Spirit. Now listen to this. Were they, that is, the enemies of God, were they to take our house? Were they to take our house? Goods, honor, child, or spouse, though life be re- wrenched away? Luther says they cannot win the day. If they take everything from us, even our physical life. God's enemies will never win the day. Why? Well, the kingdom's ours forever. You have Jesus. You have the kingdom. It belongs to you. You can be thankful. So we're thankful today. We're thankful every day because of who Jesus is and because of who we are in Jesus. So let's read about who we are in Jesus and let's read about these thankful lepers Only one of them actually returned to give thanks. The others had been healed, but only one returned to give thanks. So Luke chapter 17, verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return to give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the gospel of the Lord. <clears throat> because of Jesus, because of Jesus, because you're living in Jesus, you can be thankful today. First of all, I have four points. I think three points maybe today. Three points. Number one, you can be thankful because Jesus has cleansed you of sin. You can be thankful because Jesus has cleansed you of sin. Sin is like leprosy. No one could cure leprosy. A leper was in a hopeless situation. There's a book in the Bible called Leviticus. And the book of Leviticus gave to God's people in the Old Testament instructions regarding Infectious diseases. The book of Leviticus taught people how they were to deal with those with a skin infection like leprosy. For the leper, the Levitical law demanded covering the face, the Levitical law demanded quarantine. Sound familiar? Due to the leper's infection, he or she was cut off from the community of worshipers. Cut off from family. Cut off from celebrating. Sin is like leprosy. Sin separates us from God. And that's the bad news. But the good news is is that God sent Jesus to save us from the leprosy of sin. Jesus shed his blood upon the cross for you. And Jesus' blood has power to cleanse you from all sin. And when you trust in Jesus, when you put your faith in Jesus alone, his his blood covers you and his blood cleanses you of all your sin. So now when God looks at you, he doesn't see your sin. He doesn't see your unrighteousness. He actually sees the very purity of and holiness of Jesus, because His blood has covered you. You are now clean, cleansed of all sin. So you have been cleansed of sin. In the same way Jesus said to the thankful leper, <clears throat> "Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Jesus today says the same thing to you. Your faith, your trust in Jesus. Your trust in what he did for you upon the cross has made you well. You're clean. You're clean by the blood of Jesus. So today and on Thanksgiving and, and every day we can be filled with Thanksgiving because Jesus has cleansed us of all sin. So be thankful. Give thanks to God. You might not have a full table. You might not even have a turkey in the oven or your favorite pie. Although Judy Beeston did bring me a pumpkin pie, which I'm very grateful for. But you can be thankful because you are cleansed of all sin like a leper cleansed of an incurable skin ailment. Because you have Jesus, you have the cleansing power of his blood applied to you. Be thankful Jesus has cleansed you of all sin. Number two, be thankful Jesus cleanses outcasts. Not only does he cleanse our sin, but he cleanses the outcast. He cleansed the lepers, but he also cleansed an outcast. Not only were the lepers outcasts because of their infection, we know that at least one of the lepers was a Samaritan. And being a Samaritan compounded the outcast factor. Jews despised Samaritans. Jews would actually take the long way around Samaria to avoid contact with Samaritans. You see, racism was real back then, as real as it is today. So have you ever felt like an outcast? Have you ever felt like you don't fit in? Today you might feel like an outcast. You might feel like you, you, you don't fit in. Many have this experience in life. Many people have been rejected, feel that they don't fit in. But Jesus never, never rejects the outcast. Jesus reaches out <clears throat> to the outcast and <clears throat> and Jesus befriends the outcast. You see, Jesus welcomes all who repent and trust in him. This is the good news. Of the gospel. And because Jesus welcomes the outcast, we Christians are free, we are free to welcome those that society has rejected. We don't need to live according to the discriminatory values of our culture. Jesus has (coughs) liberated us from every form of discrimination. The cleansing of our sin has caused us not only to have thankful hearts. But to have open hearts and to have welcoming hearts for all people. When you truly believe that Jesus has cleansed you of the incurable disease of sin, your heart is soft and your heart is loving towards the outcast. But too often I have forgotten and I have failed to believe how great my sin is. I failed to believe the magnitude of my sin. And I failed to trust in the greater magnitude of God's grace. And when I when I fail to believe the magnitude of my sin and the, and the greater magnitude of God's grace, I become judgmental and I become unwelcoming towards those who who aren't like me. But Jesus never did that. He always welcomed. The outcasts. We Christians are quick to reject and we're slow to befriend. Quick to reject and slow to befriend. But Jesus befriended people with leprosy, he befriended tax collectors, and he befriended prostitutes. The other week I attended an evangelism explosion training class at Atonement Lutheran Church in Arlington. Uh, the trainer told the story of a church, a uh, church member that led a, a prostitute to faith in Jesus. And this lady invited other ladies who shared in her occupation to church. And all these ladies trusted in Jesus. They were cleansed of, of their sins. And they began a new life in Christ. Well, these ladies they wanted to celebrate their newfound faith in. Jesus. They invited the whole church to come over for a party. They were so excited to share with their new church family and their newfound faith. They had left an old lifestyle and found a new life in Christ. You know who showed up to that party? It was only the pastor and his wife. The pastor of that church said that the church slowly froze these ladies out. What a sad story. What happened to the people in this church that froze these ladies out of the fellowship? Well, these people in this church, they failed to believe the magnitude of their own sin, of their own uncleanness, and they failed to trust and the greater magnitude of God's grace towards sinners, and the cleansing power that Jesus' blood has towards sinners. So be thankful Jesus has cleansed you of your sin, and be thankful that Jesus cleanses the outcasts of society. He doesn't clean the self-righteous. He doesn't cleanse those who, who stand in judgment over others. He cleanses those who humble themselves in repentance of sin and and faith. And when faith is living and when faith is active, our hearts are soft and our hearts are loving towards others. So be thankful that Jesus has cleansed you of your sin. Be thankful that Jesus cleanses the outcast. He welcomes the outcast. And then be thankful that you can worship in freedom. The same way that one leper returned to give thanks to God, today you can give thanks to God. You can worship in absolute freedom, no longer encumbered by the weight of sin. You've been cleansed. So today you can worship the Lord in freedom. In response to everything given to us by Jesus, we can worship in freedom. We don't worship like those of other religions who worship, who worship out of duty or to earn a demanding God's approval or to get a demanding God to bless them. We don't worship to get something from God. We worship because God has already blessed us freely and graciously. We worship in freedom because we, we sinful, leprous outcasts, have been cleansed of all our sin. We don't worship because things are going well in our lives. We don't worship because everything is, is, uh, is going perfect within our country. We don't worship because everything's in order at the church. We worship because of Jesus. We worship because of who Jesus is and what Jesus has freely given to us by his sacrificial death. And resurrection. So, those listening to me today, lift up your hearts to God. Be thankful. You're cleansed of your sin. Jesus has chosen you, and He's chosen me. People who should have been judged, but were not judged, were embraced. And you can worship today because you are free free of everything that encumbers you. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done for us. Help us, Heavenly Father, by your Holy Spirit to be people filled with thanksgiving, not because things are going well, not because we're happy with the situation we're in, not because the circumstances are good. We worship today because of these foundational and fundamental realities of who you are and what you have done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you.